The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. And now, podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. E.B., I like coming in and doing CoasterRadio.com each and every week. But tonight, I need it, man. I need a break. I need a break from life. <laughs> you need a break from life? Oh, no. Yeah, it's man. Like, what's wrong? Gee whiz, man. I'm like driving home from work today. Oh, gee whiz. I'm all excited. You know, get, come home, get to have a little dinner, have a little beverage, perhaps, and then sit, kick back and do a little CoasterRadio.com. But, man, I'm driving on the mean streets of D.C. in my Ford Fusion Hybrid. And I hit a pothole that DC is famous for and blow out a tire, EB. Terrible. Oh, that's terrible. That's that's awful. What a, what a bad experience. I'm so sorry. You did mention, though, it, what would make it better is getting home and finding a delicious beverage waiting for you. Like oh. a Reed's Ginger Brew. That's right. Makers of Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. <laughs> One of the, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about this because over the... Easter break. We just had Easter this past weekend. I was at the mall getting some candy for all of my nieces and nephews, you know, some fun stuff to put in their Easter baskets. And EB, a brand new candy store opened up at my local mall called Lolly and Pops. Uh-huh. Uh, Got very it. nice. Very okay. nice. And they had an entire section of Lolly and Pops that was basically Harry Potter type candies. They weren't all branded to Harry Potter necessarily, but they did have the uh, Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans. Okay, like the official real ones. That's right. They had the uh, the Harry Potter slugs, you know, the little slugs that are actually gummy worms right. or whatever. But right, then they right. had all of these other things too, including something called Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. Ooh, now is this a real beer? No, well, no, it's actually the. It tastes so much like what you get. When you are at a certain theme park in Florida that has a Harry Potter land. Right. This is the the replica. Yes. The replicating theme park experience for you, Mike. Yes. That's what they did. And so I bought a bottle. Harry is spelled H-A-I-R-Y. <laughs> that's right. Harry Potter. I bought a bottle of this stuff from their refrigerator that they had there. I cracked it open right in the store to see what it was like. And it tasted so much. Like it started to play. It almost tasted like something Hagrid would have brought for me my, himself. You know, in like, person. So Reed's Ginger Brew is the name of the company. Is that yes, right? Yes, and they make flying. And they cauldron. make flying cauldron butterscotch beer, not yes. affiliated with Universal Studios. That's right. And so what I am thinking is, you know, we are always looking for partners here sure on the okay. radio.com podcast entering its i like where year. this is going and i'm wondering you know uh, not all partnerships and not all sponsorships are actually with dollars am i correct no absolutely no i think there could be a, a certain trade of some sort like perhaps every time you hit a pothole we talk about how <laughs> you know it was flying cauldron butterscotch beer that made it all feel better yes and I am saying, like, each week as we record this show, we do a live webcast. People are watching us record right now, live on Tuesday nights at live.coasterradio.com. That's right. And I need to take a sip of my water. <laughs> See, you're drinking water right now. But what if on next week's show, EB, you were drinking 
a flying cauldron butterscotch beer from Reed's Ginger Brew. Well, I promise you this. That is absolutely the only way I will ever mention <laughs> Reed's Ginger Brew flying cauldron butterscotch beer ever again. Yes. So I know that Reed's Ginger Brew recently started following CoasterRadio.com because they liked what I posted over the Easter break. I'm thinking maybe it is time to start a partnership. And what if one case of Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer went to Indiana and one came to the Coaster Radio Studios in D.C.? Imagine how great the shows would be with a little tasty brew. I know they would start off with me saying, hmm, time for another <laughs> CoasterRadio.com brought to you by Reed's Ginger Brews, See? Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. There you go. So a the little... best darn beer I like of that. butterscotches. I like that. But I got to tell you, regardless of if they want nothing to do with this podcast, that was some tasty stuff, man. And we passed it around at Easter and everybody was going crazy over this stuff. And it tastes just like the stuff you get in Florida, which is great. That's so cool. I hope yeah. they don't run into terrible legal yeah. trouble with us, you know, pointing out to no. the parks that, you know, there's these, there's this company out there doing this. No, no. that's cool. That's good. That's a unique it, it, theme park experience. That's cool. Yeah. It felt like, you know, drinking a theme park, which is what <laughs> I like. That's, that's the way it should be. So. There you go. Good. Well, welcome to CoasterRadio.com, everybody. Uh, aside from our blatant commercialism there, we've got a fantastic episode full of great theme park talk this week. Ton of great stuff coming up a little bit later on. We're going to be talking, you know, it's springtime people are getting excited to go back to the parks but a lot of parks are starting to follow epcot's lead and they're actually creating their own food and wine festivals yes there's a lot of i mean that's kind of the segue that we'll go with here is that there's food and wine festivals a lot of parks are definitely doing this we just heard silver dollar city what did they have like a barbecue fest or something yes yeah they've got a lot a lot of different parks doing a lot of different things so we're going to talk about that and maybe talk a little bit more about food because it seems that most parks are trying to create their own signature food or signature drink Yes. And I like that idea. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. I think that'll be kind of cool. Also, later on the show, the long-awaited interview, EB, with the CEO of Pixolve, one of the great interviews that we got to do down at IAPA in Florida. No, and the, and the timing couldn't be better, I think, because the parks are opening up here for the season, and you guys might be seeing some of this new technology in the parks, or at least be wishing your park had some of this new stuff that the, the, you'll hear um, us talk about with the Pixel guy um, after the break. Yeah, that's going to be great. Also, some news about a brand new segment coming up this summer at CoasterRadio.com, which would be really uh-huh. neat. We'll talk about that. And so much more, EB. It's a jam-packed episode of Coaster Radio this week. But first, Mike, we've got some really good coaster talk in our first drop. For this week's first drop, let's go down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, EB, a place where you mm-hmm. and I got to visit together last year. Absolutely. Dollywood is, is, is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and Dollywood, uh, they might be getting something really cool next year. We might be seeing an announcement very soon. Yeah, I love it because I love that people who are way more into this than you and I actually do all of the research for us. And people yes. start like searching the trademarks and you know looking on the government websites to see if all the different theme park companies are trademarking new names. And mm-hmm. uh, they have found out that Hershend has filed for a new trademark to use the name Shot Rod. Yeah, okay, right. On a new roller coaster that is going in to Dollywood. And basically what the application says, it says entertainment services in the nature of an amusement park ride. Namely, a roller coaster with a classic car theme. Good. Excellent. I love this. This is great. Yeah. 
So it sounds like in 2016, Dollywood is getting a pretty large coaster because and there's also a really interesting site called Pigeon Forge Tennessee dot com. Right. And which I was like, uh, why would they have like really nerdy coaster news? But they actually <laughs> break down all of the hints that were starting from like last year up at the coaster con in Chicago, all of the little hints, all of the big hints and putting all of them together along with this new thing that they discovered with the new name that, um, um, Dollywood and Hershen have applied for. This is going to be a significant ride in 2016. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about one of the things that they've sort of put together is that the people at Dollywood, it's have said it's going to cost in the same neighborhood as wild Eagle. Right, which was a $20 million wing rider. Yeah. And what was that, 2012? Yeah. So, you know, that that's talking about pretty good. Uh, the people at this website are also trying to figure out where the roller coaster would go. And so right. they're already flattening uh, some landmarks there at Dollywood, some, some things that have been there for a long time. Yes. Yeah, so do you remember that, um, going back into that whole section when you first go into the park, you go to the right and there's that whole 50 section. And I remember going through there and we I went through there late in the day that we were down there. And I thought, oh, this is really cute. There's not really anything here, though, but it is really cute. If only they could do a little bit more. I think the, the ride that people are most concerned about is no doubt the cutest ride of all, which is the Rockin' Roadway, which is actually themed as a 50s or 60s car dealership. <laughs> and you go in side a building that is like a miniature car dealership and then it's like not antique cars but little hot rods yeah and uh supposedly a lot of people are upset that this ride might be taken out for the new roller coaster because right people so love it. if the rock and roadway goes away i think there's going to be a love-hate relationship with the the shot rod which oh my gosh seriously shot rod okay yeah <laughs> uh, but they all they uh, they did already tear down the old tiny uh gas station which i guess a lot of people you know are going to miss already but as long as when they put shot rod back up it brings with it updates on that theming because it was looking kind of tired in that section of the park you know and, and it was like a lot of pastels and things that were kind of starting to fade right so my hope is anything that they take out they're gonna put back even more is there any chance the name shot rod is a red herring is there any chance it's a fake name please just hot rod just hot rod hot rod really. yeah nothing yeah. is there's nothing wrong with hot rod you don't need to do the rod shot <laughs> Yeah, like obviously they're talking rod. about what, like a launching. It's going to be a launching roller coaster, so that's probably so why they're saying the, shot. The rumor, but. the rumor is, I mean, if it's twenty million dollars, it's going to be steel, obviously. But now, shot, it's going to be launched is the idea. And Dollywood could use could use a launched coaster. The the uh, fire chaser is is a kiddie coaster. It's a family coaster, I should say, that is launched, but not not to what this is going to be is what people are saying. And the idea I heard was maybe it's drag racing, which is perfect for the hot rod theme. If you think like grease in the aqueducts and all that stuff you do a dual racing a, a drag racing style um launch coaster ah, how cool would that be that would be very cool yes yes maybe with a little bit of music and stuff you could have fun with that I'm, i like that yeah idea. exactly and you so grease lightning yeah if that i think would make dollywood <laughs> can you imagine like even more of a destination imagine all of these rides that they have there at that point. What a, what, what a unique ride. I mean, if you think about putting in a, a unique, interesting ride, that would be something that people actually would travel to go to. Is I yeah. mean, and we're, I think we're going to talk about this soon, is the whole Dueling Dragons update um, and how there's basically no chance of those things dueling again. Wouldn't it be great to have a great 
steel dueling roller coaster that actually did some cool stuff. And if Dollywood built it, wow, that would be great. Everybody would come. I love a good dueling coaster. I mean, right. I'm a, like, g- a good dueling coaster yeah, because yeah. there's there's plenty of dueling coasters out there, but a dueling a good one that would be awesome. Yes. All right. So I would like to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bookmark pigeonforgetnguide.com. I want to see what they what I was, they're finding I was out. surprised by that website and impressed. Yeah, very impressive. So good stuff there from those guys, and uh, we'll see. I think the uh, announcement is probably going to come this summer. A lot of people in our chat room here saying probably August. So yep. uh, isn't it fun? We're already we're, t- we're already talking about 2016. We haven't even gotten yeah, I know, into right. We're all, we're right, right, right. All the 2015 rides haven't even opened yet, but we're getting excited about <clears> 2016. <throat> so so we'll uh, look forward to that. Um, we we were talking about uh, the Flying Cauldron Butterscotch beer. We were talking about mm-hmm. how, and how much we would like to enjoy a tasty beverage like that uh, during the podcast here. But it seems that a lot of the theme parks are jumping onto the same bandwagon that Epcot has been on for a long time. Epcot has had huge success with their food and wine festival that they have in the fall. And I think what has happened is that theme park general managers and theme park owners have probably been to Epcot to to see that. They have seen the gigantic crowds that it draws. They have seen the money that that flows into the cash registers from all of Mm -hmm. the food and booze being bought. And they said, why can't we get a little piece of that? Yes, and I think they've also been seeing the demographic shift when they have these festivals is you you suddenly open up to a whole new audience. You get the other family members, the extended families. You know, grandma's coming for the quilt show. She's not coming for the roller coasters. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you get people coming into the park who, who are not even going to ride rides. They just want to walk around. They want to sample all the, the food. And, and it's funny to me to see, especially what some of the regional parks are doing, how it looks so similar to what Epcot is doing. You know, okay. they've got the booths that are set up to the different countries and you walk up and you get like a little, you know, little <laughs> cardboard box that's got a, a two or three bites of food in there and you're paying seven right. bucks for it. And right, right, right. That's what shocks me about the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot EB is that you have people paying like seven or eight bucks for what amounts to like four bites of food. Yes. You know? Well, but they're very fancy, Mike. Uh, it is. And it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got some uh, tipsy people walking around, too. That's the other. So, so you've got the list here of of some festivals at the regional parks. Is that right? Yes, yes. So, Bush Gardens Tampa is currently doing their food and wine fest. So that's going on right now. Sure. Um, Bush Gardens Williamsburg is also doing the same thing, and I've seen pictures of that where they it does look very similar to what uh, Epcot does. You know, you've got the different booths. You've got, uh, you know, they've got like a lot of um, topiaries and things out. Um, But also they try to mix it up, I think, especially in Busch Gardens Tampa with also some concerts that, you know, will draw people into the park as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Last fall, Great Adventure up in New Jersey did their Grape Adventure. Okay, I get it (laughs) because it was a wine thing. Yeah, so they had like wine tasting and stuff. And I, I, I wonder if that brings... A different group into the park and and do they even spend time going on any of the rides or do they just come for the wine you know? well if they go if they're going around and they're in they're you know trading in their drink tickets or paying their buck or getting their uh, collectible wine glass that they wear around their neck like a dope they're definitely not in line as much for everything that's for sure and i'm sure that's what the park likes to see is people coming through the gates and then not riding yeah yeah, that's true. And spending money, spending more money on food because like spend, right, it's 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 basically an upcharge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an upcharge attraction, right? Because you're going to spend more on those seven dollar plates of food than you would sitting down buying one hamburger. 
Right. You know, so interesting. Uh, the Spring Bloom Festival is going on right now at King's Dominion. And there's a ton mm-hmm. of stuff happening there. They've got the same type thing, a lot of food booths and stuff, but they've also got a lot of displays, uh, a lot of flowers to look at. So I think you're bringing in, I don't know, you're, the teenagers love going to King's Dominion, but I think you're also bringing in some of the parents who are going to go and check that out too. Right, that's what I think, that's what I think it is, is, is now it's going to be, oh, well, why don't we go out there? Because I think there is something for Grandma now. Yeah. It's interesting, at Six Flags America, right outside of the CoasterRadio.com studios here, which and, and Six Flags America should be the home park. Of coasterradio.com. It just isn't. It just isn't. You're on dangerous ground here. (laughs) (laughs) They are the host of the Taste Prince George's County Festival this year. I don't want to taste Prince George's County. (laughs) So we'll just leave it at that there. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm is having uh, extreme success with the Boysenberry Festival. It's going on right now. Well, why wouldn't they? Everybody is like, what's a Boysenberry? I got to get down there. Yeah, people are going crazy. For this boysenberry bun that they have, like this iced bun that they have that everybody like loves. They're going nuts for that. There you go. Yeah. Let's put a wrap wrap a festival around it. Yeah. See what happens. Now here's what's interesting. All these things that we've talked about are on the east coast or the west coast, <laughs> but how about right there in middle America? Worlds of Fun is having a food and wine festival, but they're also having an all American barbecue and brew festival too. There you go. Right. See, so I, th- I think that's the thing is that you're opening it up to these these groups that want to go see these things very, very specifically. So if you're the you – know, there's Coaster Boys. There are Barbecue Boys too. Yeah, Mike. sure. And they're- that's – so they're going to Worlds of Fun. They're, they typically wouldn't go to Worlds of Fun, but they are if there's going to be a barbecue festival. Yeah, that's right. It makes me wonder though, EB, you know, like <laughs> – uh, all the coaster boys, we we got to watch it. You know, we can't be eating all of this food all the time. You got to keep kind of a svelte figure if you want to make sure that you can get on to all of the rides, right? Because like a lot of these manufacturers, they come to us from Europe, and the people in Europe are a little bit skinnier. So you got to watch what you <laughs> eat if you want a ride. Am I right? If only there was an expert that could help us with this question. Ah, uh, EB, there is an expert, and we've had him on the show before. But it was kind of in a different context. He came in to talk about something completely different. But uh, now he's going to be our expert in food and food at the theme parks and how to kind of watch what you eat when you are at the theme park this summer. I think this is a public service, EB. Hi, Mike. I'm here. It's me, the big boy. Hey, big boy. Welcome back to CoasterRadio.com. It's been a while. That's a couple of stairs to get in here, huh? Yeah, you're 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 sweating a little bit and you're out of breath. It was just three I'm steps. I'm a little out of breath. Uh, it's great to be back on the show again, though. Yeah, now you are named Big Boy, and the reason we call you that is because you're named after the Big Boy seats in row five of the B&M roller coasters. That's right, because I fit, uh, I fit right into the Big Boy seats, Mike. That's right. I mean, those were made for you so that, you know, you're... You're like a I am, I am, I am the penultimate, a big boy, you six are. foot three inches large, three hundred and eight pounds. That's right. You're you are a big boy. That's that's exactly it. So that's me. Yeah, but you love roller coasters, and the thing is, you know exactly what you need to eat in order to maintain your figure so that you can fit into that big boy seat. It doesn't bother me. I, I, I enjoy the theme park foods. Yes. Uh, but I still ride everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no matter what, you have never had to take the walk of shame because you know exactly what is needed to do to maintain the physique that you need to to ride the roller coaster. That's right. Okay, so let's break it down because I did a little research on this. Um, you know, we wanted to do a whole segment about food at the park. 
Funnel Ugh. cakes. Funnel cakes, big boy. Do you like funnel cakes? Is that something you eat? Of course I love the funnel cakes. No theme park experience would be complete without a funnel cake, so I have one every time I go to Yeah, now you may want to think about that, though, because each funnel cake has 750 calories and 40 oh. grams of fat. you got to yeah, watch that. I know. I, know, I know that for a fact, but you see, I also track the calorie intake, and I make sure I expend exactly the number of calories in other parts of my theme park day. Okay, see? Balance. That's a good idea. So if you enjoy a funnel cake, you eat 750 calories, you know that you have to get rid of 750 calories through exercise. Exactly. So a good ex- prime example, turkey leg. Yes, a turkey leg. That is 1,000 calories and almost Thousands, a right. day's worth of fat. A day's worth of fat in there. I don't slow down, though, when I eat a turkey leg. 1,000 calories... I don't gain a pound. At the end of my theme park day, I'm in perfect uh, perfect equilibrium, even though I have ingested a turkey leg at 1,000 calories. Because, waiting in line, I hacky sack. You, ha- you bring a hacky sack with you, and you're, like, kicking it in the 450 line. calories an hour. Wow. Uh, so all you have to do if you're waiting in line for, like, Batman backwards. A hacky sack. Yeah, you hacky sack for that hour, and you burn 450. Okay. That's good. That's good. It's all about balance. Yeah. Okay. Hacky sack and eating. Now, we love fried Oreos here at the CoasterRadio.com podcast. We found right. out. Of course. No theme. Again, I am the big boy, coaster enthusiast of large stature. Yes. But I have a plan as a true coaster enthusiast would. So, fried Oreos, they average 150 calories each. Yeah. And there are four of them usually they give you. So, that's right. six, 600 One calories. One fried Oreo. 150 calories. Yeah. That's two rounds of Dance Dance Revolution Supernova. Wait, so you go to the arcade at the yeah. at, and you get on there and, and, and do this? Part of my theme park experience is going to the arcade. We are the champions, but we live to love the Factory Team Remix. That's oh. my jam. Oh, okay. And so you will right. do that after eating some fried Oreos and be, remain in complete balance. Two rounds of DDR. <sighs> Is one fried Oreo. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, right. see, this is great because we're saying you can enjoy. Expert level only, Mike. Yeah, there you go. Expert level if you're powdered sugar on top. See, I like this big boy because you're saying you can enjoy these theme park snacks, but as long as you get some exercise and balance it out, you're all right. Right, right. Well, you know, it's not just the calories. Not just the calories to keep me in my perfect shape and size. Yeah. I don't gain a pound. I don't lose a pound. I maintain the perfect big boy stature, but still fit in the seats. Yes. Because even said French fries, corn dogs, the sodium. There's a lot of sodium in corn dogs. That's and- not healthy, but I have to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep riding. Well, yeah, you do. So what do you do? Because you need to like you balance of- sodium. Yeah. With high potassium. That's right. So banana split with double bananas. <laughs> so you get more bananas than the ice right. cream. I see what you're saying because bananas are healthy. You should have bananas. That's good. It's high potassium balances sodium. Yeah. Also, I I remember to drink plenty of water. Okay. Yes. Very so important. If I eat a medium French fry, I ride the log flume with my mouth open. Okay. See, there you go, and you have more water intake. Drink lots of water. Hacky sack. Double bananas. Distance revolution. They'll maintain the big boy physique, and you'll never have to take one walk of shame.
I guess. Is that it? Was he? Was he? I, guess, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely so true, EB. If you are able to exercise, you can enjoy the food, you can fit on the roller coaster, you never have to take that walk of shame. I love it. It's a matter of finding balance. But I mean, for most of us, I guess we got a long way to go. But even if you are a big boy, you you can still find a way to, I guess, find that magic equilibrium where you can perfectly match your intake to the energy expended. You know what? I mean, as much as that was like a comedy bit, it was actually true. I mean, it's true what he was saying. Like you do if you can enjoy. You got to count the calories. Yeah, but you and you can enjoy those things at the park. You just got to make sure that you offset it. That's all. You know, you and so like maybe instead of having four fried Oreos, have two. I would I would love to see a, a 306 pound, six foot, four inch tall coaster enthusiast hacky sacking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the theme park. Cube. It does. It wouldn't surprise me. And that's a great idea. The funnel cake I have. To. I love it. You get some good exercise walking around the park, you know. There you go. Yeah, no, it, it is true. That's so. So there you go. It's yeah. all. It's all about moderation. All right. So thank you very much, big boy. Um, one thing we want to do. This is the new segment we were talking about at the top of the show. We're going to try something this year, um, because I, I was thinking, EB. I mean, when you think about theme parks, especially regional parks in the United States, there mm-hmm. are uh, there are a lot of them, and people like to argue over which one offers the best overall experience. Don't you think? Yes, I think I think especially when uh, it comes to your home park, you got a lot of home park loyal, yeah. you know, people and they will advocate that their home park is better than your home park. Yeah. So when you talk about the best parks, the best regional parks in the United States, you talk about Six Flags Magic Mountain, you talk right. about Cedar Point, maybe right. Six Flags over Georgia, maybe Dollywood. Right. I think it's I think it's these ones that people know. I mean, they're they're those ones that are still technically regional parks, but for enthusiasts, they kind of are right on the cusp of being those destination parks. Yeah, yeah. Those so, are the best. So one thing we're gonna do this summer is a new segment that is going to last uh ten episodes during the summer. Oh. We're we're going to try to figure out what the best regional park in the United States is. Ugh, okay. Yeah. That's going to be hard. <laughs> wow, that's very daunting. So, I, I mean, whenever we do any of this sort of stuff, uh, I, I always like to define what best is. Like, what's the criteria here? I guess that's going to have to be part of this discussion, too. Yeah, I mean, and I think what we're going to talk about is just overall, like, you know, we're talking about the best rides at the park, uh, mm-hmm. talking about theming, talking mm-hmm. about operations. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, you could say Cedar Point is the greatest theme park in the world. But every time I've been to Cedar Point EB, they've got tremendously long lines for every right. single ride. And that's even on a weekday. You know, so yeah, like, sure. So so how how can they possibly be the best? Because yeah. even though they are the, 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 the coaster capital and all this good stuff, but maybe that's not the criteria we're going with. It has to be the entire experience. Yeah. And also Cedar Point has hardly any theming on their rides. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean this is this is like our own uh, golden tickets of yeah. sorts. So it's gonna be the best regional park. Excellent. Yeah, so we're gonna start this in the next couple weeks, I think after we get through the next couple shows after we get through our 10th anniversary show, we're going to start this each week talking about one park. We're going to do it for 10 mm-hmm. weeks in a row. And then by the time fall rolls around, we're going to have an idea of which theme park is the best regional one in the United States. Now, one thing we want to do is we're, we're going to cut out any ones that are in Orlando. So Disney parks don't count. Universal doesn't count. Disneyland doesn't count. We're talking about regional parks. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. So, I, and I think this is good because I think you listeners are going to like it too because it's going to be a full dissection of 10 regional parks, probably ones you've heard of, maybe some surprises that you might not expect on the list. But in the end, you're going to get 10 weeks of really good profiles, really good breakdowns of the ins and outs of these parks. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to kind of take you there through CoasterRadio.com for 10 weeks in a row. Yeah, and I'm thinking also, Evie, maybe we have an expert from each park, you know, from the listening audience who comes on. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, we could we could definitely do that. Have somebody come in and be that expert fan who can give us the uh, the on the ground perspective. I don't think this is a we don't want the PR people to come on. No, we no, want, no. We want to know the truth. No, we want somebody from the audience who it is their home park and can really say, here's the good things about this park. But also here are the not so good things. Mm, there you go. So I think that also kind of solves something that people were asking for in the surveys you know they want to learn more they want to hear some reviews of the parks themselves so mm-hmm. we're going to do that so we've got to pick 10 10 is what we're going to do and and we're not picking 10 you guys are going to help us out with this because me and mike could easily pick some but you guys should pick some too we'll do a bunch of nominations that might even make a fun show you know where we actually go yeah. through and see which ones everybody wants and we kind of lay it all out so i i suppose we could start that anytime you guys telling us which parks we should talk about this summer which ones are going to land on i suppose our Top 10 regional park nominees list. There we go. So keep an eye out on our Facebook page. Uh, We're going to have information on it there. And uh, we'll also be able to give you guys our email address, too. And you can email us with your nominations. And then we'll start this up in a couple weeks. It's going to be fun. Awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. You also need to keep an eye on the Facebook page because EB is starting something brand new that you guys are going to be awfully excited about. I think there was some talk about this on Twitter and Facebook. And when you announced that the possibility of this even happening, EB, might be there, people went wild. So, yeah, so the the EB's CoasterRadio.com t-shirt shop is officially open. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) <laughs> That's the announcement right there. So it's uh, shirts.coasterradio.com. Is that right, Mike? That's right. Shirts.coasterradio.com. That's shirts with an S. That's right. Shirts.coasterradio.com. This is where I am um, selling my my homemade <laughs> coasterradio.com t-shirts. It sounds super corny because it kind of is. This was like, I guess it was early last month. I, I was posting on on the, the Facebook page how I had gotten a, a DIY screen printing shirt to make my own t-shirts. And I was trying to think of ideas for what we could put on them if we wanted to make a coasterradio.com shirt. And one of our listeners, Travis, he helped me out with an idea and he put it together and I printed a couple of them. I think I actually sent them out to some of our, our Patreon supporters for their uh, magical birthday surprise. Yes. So, uh, but I put the pictures up on Facebook and a bunch of people were really excited about it. And I said, well, I can make a bunch of these and you guys can have them. That'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to start, we're going to try and give them away on the show. We're going to definitely have uh, t-shirts for folks at our meetups, but for anybody else who out there who wants them, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep the cost down because this is just kind of a goober hobby of mine. So go on there. The shirts are 12 bucks. That's it for your, for your handmade by me, uh, shirt. And they're all going to be limited runs. So right now I think I've got 10, of these the character design yes are up there right now and and after those sell for a couple of weeks that's going to be gone forever so they're they're definitely going to be limited edition and the next the next shirt idea is going to come out and get and get put up there so if you want to check out the shirts go to shirts.coasterradio.com and i'll make you a shirt there you go i love it and i think what would be so much fun is if you did buy an eb shirt we'd love to see a picture of you wearing it at the park 
I think that would yes, be fun. Absolutely. You know? Oh, super fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping you guys will like the designs. I'm, uh, if, you, if you're on Facebook, great, because that's where some of the discussion will be about which ones to make next, uh, what kind of shirts you guys are looking for. Because again, this is just a, a, a hobby of mine that I'm starting out, the screen printing stuff. Um, it's kind of fun. It's really interesting because of the options and the ways that you uh, can make the screens and, and the way that it prints. And so this is just a great subject matter for me to be doing as I try to figure out how this all works. And uh, it'll be fun for for everybody, I think, if, if we can actually get some shirts out there, that'll be cool. I love it. So go ahead to shirts.coasterradio.com and you can see uh, all the great designs there. Yeah. Let's take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we've got an interview with the CEO of Pixolve, and he's got some mm-hmm. ideas on ways to change on-ride photos forever. It's coming up right Excellent. after this. This is coasterradio.com. Are you thinking about doing some online shopping at amazon.com sometime soon? Did you know there's an easy and free way to support Coaster Radio at the same time? Before you start your Amazon.com shopping, head to CoasterRadio.com first and click on the Amazon logo. That link will take you directly to their site, and then you shop like normal. That's it. That's all you have to do. Because you're listening to this message, Amazon.com sends Coaster Radio a small percentage of whatever you spend. You pay nothing extra. If you buy a $10 shirt, the shirt will still cost $10. You'd be surprised at how much this helps the show. So the next time you need to shop at Amazon, head to CoasterRadio.com first. It's a free and easy way to support the Original Theme Park Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Original Theme Park Podcast. This is CoasterRadio.com. I'm Mike. That's EB. And we are getting ready to do our very first listener meetup. We're excited for this. Yes, absolutely. This is the first listener meetup of CoasterRadio.com in 10 years, Mike. We're finally getting to the point. Yes, Cedar Point, that is. America's Roller Coast. We are going to be there on Sunday, May 24th. And it is a wide open event. A lot of, like, you know, coaster clubs and stuff will say, hey, you have to sign up. You have to pay this amount of money and stuff like that. This is a different type of thing. This is not an enthusiast event. This is strictly a meetup where you can come yep. up, you can watch us record a podcast, you can be on the podcast. Uh, we're going to have some fun events that we do. Uh, we're going to have some uh, ride meetup times. Uh, EB and I are working on a bunch of different things. But it's really a chance uh, for us all to get together to meet the listeners, for listeners to meet each other, and just have a great day uh, at the kickoff of summer at Cedar Point. It's going to be fun. I- I, I think that's it's going to reflect, I think, what CoasterRadio.com is all about and has been for the past 10 years, where it's casual, it's friends hanging out, it's having fun, it's it's open to you guys. So there's no there's no lanyards or badges and we're going to be up on a stage and inaccessible. No, this is us hanging out. This is going to be a good time. So you guys, you know, make your plans now. If you're going to make it to Cedar Point this summer, make it Memorial Day weekend and we'll be in touch. We'll be out there Sunday, May 24th, hanging out with you guys. We'll play some skee-ball together. We'll, uh, we'll get our funnel cake and then we'll go play some hacky sack. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to play the hacky sack in the queue for Millennium Force. Be... <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, a lot of inside jokes, I'm sure. Like, you know, it's going to be great. I mean, people are coming from as far away as England, EB. I'm shocked by that. You know, it's going to be fun. It's awesome. And I'm going to get everybody shirt sizes. I'll make everybody a shirt. Oh, how about that? How about that? Sure, so why not? At some point, we've got to find out and get like a head count of who's coming. So we'll figure that yes. out in the next couple of weeks here. Uh, but we've got to know how many of you coming because like I hear all these people saying, oh, yeah, we're coming. We're coming. But we need to know. Don't we need to know? We need a count. 
We need to know like I don't yeah I, well I suppose the easiest thing to do would be like I don't put out an evite Mike yeah they <laughs> send evite to everybody yeah we got to figure that out so uh, open evite or a Facebook event I don't know how we'll track it yeah we we got to figure because some people don't but it's, like but Facebook. it's happening and you guys are going to Cedar Point you know you're going to go to Cedar Point at some point during the summer or you're thinking about going to Cedar Point so just bite the bullet book the trip and we'll see you up there it's going to be May May twenty fourth Sunday May twenty fourth Memorial Day weekend it's coming up quick and it's going to yes. be fun yes. Now it is time for the long-awaited interview with the CEO of Pixolve. His name is Jeff Kaliski. He's got some great ideas on the future of on-ride photos, something that we have all had experience with at the parks. All right, let's find out what he has to say. We're here with Jeff Kaliski, who's the CEO of Pixolve. They're the leader uh, when it comes to on-ride photography, video, in-park fo- uh, photo and video stuff. Uh, Jeff, thanks for being with us today. A real pleasure, Kevin. Um... I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts actually lately, and uh, and it's kind of addictive because when I finish one, then I go to the next <laughs> one. So it's definitely so a not... treat with the archive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you you heard on a previous show, we, uh, Mike and E B talked about you know in park and on ride photos and how um, you know the guests want to put it online and then their friends can see look how much fun we're having and it's more or less free advertisement. I see right here on one of your brochures it says 100% of guests found free photography either uh, appealing or highly appealing. Would you like to, to talk about that? Yeah, um, and actually it would probably help if I just set a little bit of context and then jump into yeah. your question, yeah. because I think it's, it's a fantastic question, yes. and um, uh, and it's one that I need as much help as I can to educate the market on. Um, I guess, in many ways, I mean, we've been doing photography a while, as you uh, commented earlier, about 20 years, capture about 120 million images around the world. Um, but we started to take a shift a couple of years ago because we really strongly believe that the whole experience of photography is changing quite radically. Um, uh, if I were to grossly oversimplify, I would say it moves from being a world where um, photo is chasing the guest to a world where the guest is chasing the photo. Um, and it kind of becomes more of an experiential thing. Um, and so in that, in that world, um, which is driven by the whole social dynamic that you've just referred to. Um, you know, since, I mean, my background, you, you probably looked, has been is heavily tech. Um, I spent, um, well, I've been in online since its beginning. Uh, in my last job at Microsoft, before I stepped into this role, I was part of the search team. So, you know, the biggest trends in online then, in 2010, were mobile and social. No surprise. Um, and the things that people share are image and video. Um, the two biggest growth categories uh, in search are image and video. And here is this industry which captures a vast amount of it, but it wasn't connected to the whole social um, ecosystem that we that we kind of take for granted now. That that you know people are are looking to imagery and video to narrate their lives. This is not this isn't what I'm doing this week. It's like this is what I'm doing this hour. And when people, I'm sure there's tons of people who checked in or said they were here at IAPA, and they probably did it with a picture. So, um, you know, we're now in this world where one of our big missions, as digitally speaking, is to try and connect the whole leisure world with what people see as completely normal, in fact, very hotly in demand in in every other part of their life. Correct, correct, because when people are going around, they're taking pictures of what they're doing, but if they're trying to enjoy the ride, you know, the, the systems need to be in place for them to easily share what they're doing. Yeah, and, and I think you hit on something really important there, which is actually the 
pictures before were very much a, a memory, a keepsake, something that you could take home. And and now it's it is about the I want to share this, and therefore its value is is because I have it right now. It's not that I've gone home three days later, I've then logged on, and then I share it. Hey, this is where I was. It's actually valuable right now, which means on all the rides that I'm on, whether it's you want the bragging rights because you did Oblivion, or you want you know you just want to share the fact that you were standing next to Obama at Massachusetts, or you want to, or, or whatever it is. It's has currency only because it's immediate and right. so you know that sort of world digitally takes a little bit more I guess technical oomph to make sure that you know if you're collecting you know hundreds of millions of images and you want to give them to your phone immediately to share um, you know there's a whole bunch of investment to make that possible which is, which is what we're doing correct and previously you talked about you know the in, the entire experience and we see that you um, you are the exclusive image, image capture contract for uh, the Dubai Parks and Resorts. Would you like to go on um, talk a little bit more about that as well? So that's a, uh, that's a, a great project, which we only recently um, learned that, that we, we've been awarded it. And, and if you like, the point you made, if I think about one of the, the final presentation that we gave to a team of about 14 people in the room representing each of the partners, so the, there's quite a, a gauntlet of opinion to, to get through. And actually one of the really important things was was this social dynamic, that you actually have many parks all in one area. There's clearly a hope by um, Dubai Parks and Resorts that their guests won't just visit Legoland, they won't just visit the Eye, they'll actually go from one to another and actually have a, an extended stay. And so suddenly, you know, here's a, an opportunity for photography to connect those journeys. It's Correct. not, you know, this is my whole visit, whether I was in Bollywood or whether I was in, um, or stayed at the Dubai Eye. And so, you know, that becomes my album. That's what Correct. I want to share. That's what I want to get feedback from people on. Um, so this is a, a wonderful, I guess, opportunity where there's a, we get it, we want to realize that vision that you've just described. And, um, uh, and there's multiple parks to do it with. Correct. Because uh, when you're when you're going there, you're not just going to Legoland. You're not just going to Bollywood. That is that is your trip to Dubai. That is your entire experience, and you want to connect it together. No, exactly. And and I think if you like, that's that's the fundamental, if you like, shift that happens. You know, which is beginning now, and um, we'll start to pivot more aggressively. I would say in the next three to five years, I'd like it sooner. But it kind of depends on kind of your your first question, which is why isn't this happening faster? Correct. <laughs> People want it and they want to put it online. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, but that that change is, is really one where actually the the center of the universe is the guest. It's not that ride. Correct. Right now you go the ride and that's and every transaction is an individual transaction yeah. for me. Whereas actually, well, hang on, I'm you know, I'm Jeff Galiski. I'm now visiting all of these resorts. I want you to recognize me wherever I am. I want all of those memories. I want to do with it what I what I want. And I think that that change where, fine, you, you have everything. So we move from a kind of transactional world where maybe our customer is talking to 10% of their visitors through photos to an experience where actually we unlock 100% of the photos for the visitors. And now it's your choice. It's kind of the all-you-can-eat model for, for photography. And when you have that aspect of being able to take pictures and video and capture that of people throughout their trip, you're, you're even giving the guests the advantage of 
mom and dad don't have to stand behind the camera anymore to get pictures of the kids. They can be with them, and you're not, you know, separating. You're, you're keeping the family as they travel or whomever, the friends together, you know, and really adding something back to the guest experience that they're all sharing and creating those memories together. Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love that point because there's this, quite often in particular, as a, as a father of two kids, and um, they, they kind of go off and do stuff, and, and, and when you kind of see them again or, or you know, friends sort of, how was that? It was good. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. What do you mean it was good? <laughs> and 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 here's an here's a way to actually, like, within minutes of them having that experience, you're getting it. So you're almost getting pings during the day of right. you know I you know my son's just on oblivion or you know my, my daughter's in this, and then you you easily see that move into video. So actually I'm now I'm now there almost with mm-hmm. you know my son Alex who's on the ride. Maybe it's moments later or whatever, but it's you know with the video and then eventually you could see a situation where you're potentially streaming so I think that that whole digital I guess revolution it's, it's it, it kind of opens up so I, I'm now much more 360 degree part of the experience than just right. here's that moment all right thank you very much guys for the great interview down there at IAPA I mean that was it was great sending those two down to IAPA because they got a ton of interviews there it was great. And of course, that was a part of our year of a dozen dreams right there. They got to go down to IAPA. They got to interview a bunch of people. So apologies to Pixel for holding on to that one for so long. But we got it out and it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Some great ideas from Jeff. And I, I like that there is a company that is like looking forward, you know, and not just going to the old school way. Because the, the way of like taking a photo at the front gate and then you coming back at the end of the day and buying that thing, it's over. It's over. You got to think new. You got to think different ways of doing that because now the people's photos are on their phones and they want to put them up on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It, it's not actually about printing out that photo anymore. No, it's not. And I, I just love the, 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 the teenage girls that go up to the on-ride photo thing and they have the big signs. Don't take cell phone photos of the on-ride photo screens. Yeah. But and then you see the employee kind of like just scowling because it's they go yeah. up and do it. Anyway. Yeah, they do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, so 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 yeah. you got to so you got to do something different, and that's what Pixolve is all about. So that's pretty cool because I and I'm hoping, you know, like he was saying right there, we might be seeing that stuff in the parks very very soon. Yeah, I really like that. So I and I think that the parks are getting it slowly. You know, like that the way from right. 1985 is over. You know, we're in 2015. You got to think how are we going to get all that stuff onto the internet how are you going to get it onto twitter and facebook and instagram and all these other things that are coming up all the time so right i don't know i like that i like that and i would be one i'd share that stuff man i would share that stuff absolutely with people, you know? no, that's cool that's yeah. very cool so i like that so thanks jeff so much for coming on the show and thanks to you guys too we are having a blast doing <laughs> coasterradio.com this summer as we get ready we're getting close eb we're getting close to like our 10th anniversary show it's coming up in just a couple of weeks Yes, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big show. I know we've got some uh, some cool stuff planned, Mike. Where we're gonna look back, we're gonna look ahead, uh, we're gonna talk in in you know broad terms about CoastRadio.com and what it means to be a podcast that's been around for ten years. And then I think we have some special stuff that we're gonna do on oh, that yeah. upcoming um, anniversary episode to kind of mark the occasion. Yes. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, so that's gonna be great. Uh, next week we have a fun interactive question. We are gonna be talking about people's opening day traditions. 
Yes, I like this one too. This is one that you guys have already been sending stuff in for us. Um, you keep it coming because next week it's going to be those traditions for you in your home park or whatever that first park of the season is for you. If, if it's literally the first place you're going to get to go to this year or if it's going to be kind of like your ceremonial start of the season for yourself, what is your opening day tradition? That's right. Now, some of the parks are already open, but some don't open until Memorial Day weekend. So we're kind of right in between. Right yeah, now. well, and, and some of you guys, I mean, you might have already pulled this off and you can tell us, did it go that well? Did it Was it everything that it was supposed to be? Yeah. I'm trying to get my first theme park day in, EB, but it's raining. Like every time I want to go, there's rain outside. You know, I don't, I don't want to make my first theme park day a rainy day. So we'll see how that goes. So anyway, that's coming up next week. It's our bigger interactive question. You can look forward to that. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us, but we especially want to thank those people who have taken that little extra step and supporting us at patreon.com slash coaster radio. That's right. Our patrons, that uh, you guys are the ones that keep the show going. You guys are the ones responsible for the good content that you hear. You guys are, you know, you're, you're pitching in a little bit to help me run my t-shirt hobby. So that sort of thing, um, especially you guys at that $20 pledged level. We want to thank you specifically. Yes, we want to thank Rick Burnley, Christine from Georgia, Jeff Homestead, Todd Houts, Brian Cosson, Kenny Marcellus, Matthew from Yorkshire, Brian Platt, and Sam Thomas. Yes, and at the $50 level, our honorary executive producers, Nathan Slater, Brian Wackler, and our good friends at CoasterAddict.com. But you don't have to be at those big levels, guys. Go to Patreon.com slash CoasterRadio and check it out because at only a buck, we've got little perks and little benefits, you know, for you. So it's it's a monthly pledge. How much is the show worth to you? Is it a quarter an episode? Because pledge that buck, two bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it takes. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you guys keep the show going strong. We appreciate it. That's right. And it goes back right back into the content. So keep that in yep. mind, too. Guys, we appreciate it so much. We love having you here week after week. We love doing the show for you. I mean, it's such a fun thing. I, I talked about I was dead serious that uh, I was, like, driving home and and was going to be totally bummed out if that flat tire kept me from doing the show tonight, you know, because it is fun. Man, it's so much fun, and we appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you next week for another episode of CoasterRadio.com. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.